Today I'm joined with Dirk Ross, the Conservative Party candidate. Dirk is running to be the next county councillor for the Ashford South, representing residents' views at Kent County Council. So welcome to the podcast, Dirk. Good, after- good morning to you, or good afternoon <laughs> by the time we get and there. And just Hi. let us know sort of a little bit about yourself in your own words. Okay. Um, who you are. Sure. Sure. I mean, uh, born in London and um, in Borough and uh, moved, obviously, when I was 11 in 82 to Singleton, which was a new development. Um, obviously, Ashford was a gross town. Uh, my parents, so my mum's from Republic of Ireland. My dad's from the north of England. Um, I didn't want to move because, obviously, you know London life and then to a complete different, didn't know anyone. Everything was new, new development. Uh, no services because it was everything wasn't kind of connected uh, went to school at North um, college um, as well which obviously all the new Elwick one there as well um, part time job I did paper round when I was 13 uh, and that was kind of the first foray into kind of um, part of that with politics what I got into was obviously reading the newspapers as I was delivering um, you know we used to just read the sun uh, and then there was all the newspapers and you were reading all the stories and then at school I did social and political studies uh, the teacher was a devout socialist but he was a very good teacher but it was obviously stirred my interest in politics uh, and at the time one of the lessons we had two lessons per week but they coincided with Prime Minister's Question Time so part of the lesson was listening to Prime Minister's Question Time obviously Mrs Thatcher uh, on the radio because it wasn't televised and it just something just clicked in the interest of obviously, you know, I'm a Thatcher and I, you know, have met her and, you know, very um, good conversations and, and to her obviously in later life. Um, but that was the kind of time that I got a foray into and a really looking at uh, politics, not just for me, you know, your family. But, you know, what he said is that a decision is always made about you. And a lot of people, you know, I don't like politicians or I hate politics, but everything you do in your life is governed by a policy. Mm. And someone is making a decision about you, whether it's national, international, local, and you need to be aware. Whether you like it or not, you need to be involved because the decision about your pension, about your housing, tax, someone is making a decision and if you blindly don't get interested and just you know shout from the sidelines and oh, i hate all the politicians we're not all the same and we do have principles um you obviously just see the headlines of people that um you know people have an agenda whether it's a newspaper whether it's an organization you know you've got to be involved you know decisions about you you know your family what you want to do and so from that moment on and i obviously carried on in professional life uh, involved in and out of politics, helping you know local campaigns, and then for a while, you know, I had a you know I moved back to London. My career took off, and I was very very busy professionally for many years, um, and then sort of came back again like early sort of two thousand five six. I stood for council uh, in London uh, in a tough Labour ward, but we gave them a run for their money, and they really had to change the way that they operated you know we got more votes but it just kind of did you know we won on other seats but obviously at the cost of I didn't get elected but I learned a lot about campaigning things I thought I didn't think were right that I thought you could do better I have a different angle on how I like to approach politics you know obviously my personality my background I think differently to others I'm not the kind of pale male stale you know I'm unique in myself and I'm very confident in myself and so I use that as a strength um, and confidence to do things 
differently and to prove you think, look, you can be creative, but in a way that is responsible and is natural, genuine, not just the normal, you know, you read off a sheet and it's just so boringly long. You know, real empathy with people, but directness and, you know, not just saying things just to get elected or just say things to be popular. Um, you know, my professional life, I was, you know, customer service facing industries, worked for, you know, huge companies in retail and obviously front facing, you know, and you've got to deal with public, you know, so I have no issue talking to people, meeting people, whatever background you are, you have a respect for people, but it has to be given back mm. uh, and you know and I, I, the politics there obviously I didn't get elected I did a few other bits but I knew I was not going to be staying in uh, London you know my family still remained here since 82 uh, still in Singleton so you know I know the area extensively well I've worked you know my first job at Tesco which is now the Matalam my paper round was Forbes which was Brookfield my paper round was Beaver Ward we went to church at St Simon's my brother went to St Simon's school medical was there so you know I know the area well I've been involved in it obviously you care about what your parents and your friends I have friends across different parts of you know KCC South which I'm standing for um, so you you get the experience of obviously being outward looking in being involved because you know you want the best for your parents you want the best for your friends and as long as you live in the borough and you understand you know the complexity and issues that should be the main thing. It's not just thinking, well, you don't live exactly in that ward. Well, the person that's in the ward now lives in the ward and has done absolutely nothing for people in the ward. You know, it's not visible, doesn't answer emails. Um, I've, you know, while I've been campaigning now, um, I've spoken to, you know, many, many emails, phone calls. I've spoken to people on the street and some I've met as, you know, obviously they've contacted, I've met them, you know, safely, COVID compliant to discuss and you know they've reported issues nothing gets done um, you know basic things potholes and it's taken a conservative from another ward to actually get the one on Brookfield done in Matterland sorted issues I've seen walking around they're not tackled and when you look through he hasn't reported and if you're involved locally you should know these issues and obviously if people think oh it's no point saying it because nothing happens then nothing changes so you've got to highlight an issue and you fight for the people because it's the right thing to do. That's the whole point of you being elected, is to be, you know, the voice of that ward. Yeah. All wards, you know, Singleton, Stanhope, you know, we've got Washford, Victoria, Furley, you know, the whole town centre, Roman ward, you know, so there's seven wards involved. Everyone has different issues, some common issues as well. Uh, but you listen and you start obviously to coordinate to think okay look you know what can you do with you know Ashavara Council is it involving a police issue that you work with Ken Police or the Crime Commissioner you know you look at the privilege that you would have to obviously access to get things done mm. whether it's a coordinated one in one particular area or whether it's um, across the borough or across the county or it's a national issue and obviously roads are everywhere but you want just the side roads as well to be done, not just the main roads. I mean, obviously, when I've been round leafleting, you know, I've been found to the homes, I've been round two or three times, so I've been to every home, 7,616, I've been everywhere. So, you know, indirectly, directly, you know, I've gone round to make sure that I've been everywhere and I've recorded things down, I've listened to them, you know, asking people if they happen to be out in the garden or on the street, just, you know, what issues have you got? Mm. So I have a flavour, I've seen obviously for myself what I think is an issue and recorded down. Some I've reported off to, you know, Ashraborough Council, some have gone to KCC and have highlighted a few to 
a couple of the schools and Kent Police. So, um, you know, from from where I've been, obviously career-wise, and me as a person, um, you know, I had a kind of tough time when I first came to Ashford. I didn't sound like everyone else. Uh, I had a London accent, so, you know, everyone made fun of me because I looked completely... You know, I was a different person. I had no friends because I didn't know anyone. I was just like plonked in a new area. So it was a really tough time, but you just believe the direction of what you want to do, bullied a bit, but I never gave in to them, so they kind of palmed off. So I kind of worked a way of just deflecting. So they didn't contact me, they just left me alone. And then you meet friends and things, things change. And then at college, the same, because I didn't want to follow illegal things or people just doing follow the crowd just to be popular and I'm not doing it I know it wasn't the right thing and I kept my path of doing the right thing being honest true not doing it for financial gain or just doing it to be popular no so I didn't take the smoking and the drugs and all the things that they were doing just to be fitting in no so my path was you know I'm going this route and you know tough you know if you don't like me you don't like me that's your problem it's not my problem Professionally, I did very well, and yeah, you you get to gain yourself and your confidence back, and that remained through you know professionally, um, socially. You know, I'm not here to be you know I need popularity and all for Instagram, and it's not interesting for me. So using social media in a very responsible way, you know, for election, it just to kind of reach a wider audience of people. But it's um, using skills I've gained, and an inner person of what you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the people that I've met you know and I'm a true person I don't do things just to be you know oh nice and pie and and say behind your back you know I speak quite bluntly but I do care but I'm not going to be pussyfooting around Mm. and doing all the little silly things think look you've got to make a decision Um, yeah and you know obviously family background but it's essentially what you are as a person and what you think is true and you stick to that you know morals you know, politeness, manners, respect, and the diversity of, you know, obviously in people in my life and obviously London that you do see quite a thing, you know, gay, mixed, you know, black, mixed race, disabled, different nationalities. It really makes absolutely no difference. You're a human being, male or female or non-binary, you know, whatever you want to judge yourself as or saying this is me, makes no difference. And the people that bully and the people that attack people generally they've got issues and they just want to deflect uh, they're scared they're not confident and the only way they think is attack mm. but they've got the problems I mean I've had homophobic abuse in my time I've lost jobs at work because the boss hated gay people there were no laws to protect you you know and then some bits down the line some have been prosecuted and done um, and that's a good thing but it's it's tough you know but you just you know the same as people have been you know didn't get a job because she was a woman uh, because this one was a black person, this one was, you know, from Eastern Europe. You you, you can just replace the, home, you know, homophobic with a phobia of something, but it's always people that are scared, not as educated, they don't listen, um, and, you know, they've got problems that they just want to blame someone else rather than take responsibility for themselves, rather than working hard, you know, think everything's got to be given to them. Well, no, you've got to work for it. I didn't get everything given to me at all. Everything I've earned, worked for, I've, I've done for myself. You know, you have your family wanting you to do well, but you have to take, you know, from... I've always been good with money and saving and um, trying to do the right thing and, you know, get a home and a car, but I, I keep a sensible 
path and not as you know you have moments where you buy things and you think, oh, <laughs> didn't really need it <laughs> but, but I've kind of you calmed down and then obviously um, I've moved you know back to Canada been back here many years um, uh, I know the area extremely well you know I, national politics international politics European local you know what's going on in my own area to what's going on in, in another ward I, I, I do listen read ask um, and you know, it's an important tool. You don't stop listening. You just have to, you know, what what you think you can do, what you can't do. Can you work with someone else to get something done? And you know, and that's the reason why I'm standing uh, this time. You know, for KCC and Ashford South. You know, I, I think it's like the right time for me as well. Everything's kind of aligned in the right thing, and you know, my career and it's allowing time that I can do things. I know, you know, much more. Um, happier myself, you know, I think much more settled in and, you know, I think I can make a real difference because, you know, I've experienced I've had unemployment, I've lost a job because I was ill through no fault of my own but things happen and sometimes, you know, you have a path of what you want to do in life, career, um, family, all that side And but that path doesn't always happen because you don't control the world. You know, things happen and you have to react and do something you know to keep you know so that the direction is still always moving forward and sometimes the path isn't always a straight line it's curvy but you still can get to the point you want to get to so you know my experience I understand people I have a real empathy um, people connect with me because you know I talk I listen but I understand and you know choices you've got to make are sometimes well no that's a choice you've got to sort out not that's not you know, government responsibility, that's something you need to do. And some causes I've seen to do with issues that actually people are just talking or moaning between themselves, but they've never reported the issue to the council, they've never told the police of the issue. Of course, if you don't highlight it, nothing gets done. You can talk between, you know, your friends and your neighbours, but unless something, someone's got to stand up and do something, and I've done that many times in London, many times here, um, but sometimes people just need a push or to think, look, you know, um, someone you think, look, is on their side, but they've got to provide the information yeah. for you to help because I can't just say, oh, look, there's an issue here um, and they're going to listen to one person. It's if, like, look, you know, there's a whole issue down the street and ten people have made comment or passed bits on, then you can get involved. But you, um, you know, they want someone who's dependable, approachable. I've got no issue. I don't hide behind a desk or a phone if I need to speak to someone. You know, I'd rather talk face-to-face. Uh, you can communicate more and better and email is you know people can misconstrue it or read it the wrong way so it's better to talk because if you could you can tell if there's a, a miscommunication or something wasn't right um so yeah so you know for me it's 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 the right time and i see um issues that minor ones are things that can do but for some people it's little touches yeah. it's not you know they're not expecting that they're going to be you know tons of money's going to be thrown at it's you know money's tight but just a emphasis on spending it in a different way or just changing one dynamic can make a huge difference. Uh, and I see that about thinking, look, there's a few things obviously we've got to work with, you know, Ashford Borough Council. Um, you know, people just think, look, they vote council is one council, but it's it's multifunction yeah. and, you know, you can have a road that's KCC and a road part in the pavement is ABC. They just say, I'm reporting to the council. So if it's not one, it's the other, but you should work yeah. together. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm excited. I've been obviously out evenings, weekends, every day. So since, you know, getting the nomination, I'm really proud and happy to get it. 
you know, I've been out, you know, a positive campaign. I'm not into the negativity by the others. I think it's just a distraction because they've got no policies, no mm. policies, no options, no hope. You know, and I don't offer that. Mine is much more positive, realistic, real. And you can do things, but you've got to highlight and, you know, manage people's expectations at some time to time. And it's not something that can be just like, oh, yeah, we can click a switch and it happens. It may take a few weeks. It could take a few months. But at least they need to see that someone is highlighted in the process of what it is going to do. I've done things in London to change policies on parking by myself because no one else wanted to get involved. A lot of work. Um, but you look at creative what I needed to do and working with, you know, um, different elements to get, you know, with police and emergency services because it was actually blocking off areas. And then we changed the council's policy in seven months. It was still seven awful months um, rather than some two-year process of all that. So that shopped it right down. Um, but no one wanted to get involved and they're all happy to say, oh, thanks, when it was sorted. But a lot of people talk but they just want someone else yeah, to do it no but they moan about it yeah. but you know just helping you know you want the community to help and say look this is what I need you to do I can help you but you've got to give me some support um, and elements you know for me personally you know I'm a results driven but with a personal touch you don't have to be rude or nasty mm. but you need to be clear you need to be fair respectful um, you know, so whoever the person, the background, I don't care. For me, I just want you know, the person to be decent. You know, you can talk to, and there's elements. You know, I'm not going to agree with someone; they're not going to agree with me. But you've got to look at actually what elements are good that you can work on or not. There's going to be some areas, but that's life. Mm. You agree, family, work. You know, if we lived in that kind of world, it wouldn't be um, wouldn't be enjoyable. It'd be very Stepford Wives, just um, <laughs> without all the glamour. Yeah. It seems that the current county councillor for Ashford South seems to be a, a dead weight in the chair, um, isn't answering residents' questions, doesn't yeah. want to do anything, and just wants to be the elected representative, but doesn't represent. Hmm. Now, whilst you've been on, out on the campaign, what are the issues that you found that are affecting your residents, and if elected, what will you do to tackle them? I mean, looking around, obviously, the obvious one, um, you've got roads, everyone has to use them, whether you're cycling, in a car, on a bus, taxi... Um, pavements, those areas you can, you know, some of the wards, they've been like that since, you know, they haven't changed. Some elements around um, Clockhouse that goes on off Brookfield Road, side roads I've seen round off Beaver. Um, obviously, I've reported the one by Matalan, but one of the other Conservative camps that had already reported because it was just chunks in the road. I cycle. Um, I've seen, obviously, you know, little, little subtle things. They just don't know. Obviously, they just see a councillor, so they don't know that, you know, that's a responsibility for a the ward councillor for Ashford, not the county council. But you have to liaise with If It's not your issue. You work to get that issue with whoever the party is. I don't really, you know, whatever borough it is, if it's, you know, Conservative or if it's another party, you work with because the common goal is to sort for this resident out. Um, some about education and obviously I've spoken to a few parents and it's harder because obviously with all the COVID going on and it's you know so it's when you do manage to speak to someone or they've got children what school they go to some um, obviously the budget comes off KCC but there's not enough school governors or the ones that are on there the credibility is it's the detail I was a school governor was it when I was in London obviously I've Ofsted reports it's been lesser because of the COVID but there are issues on there and, and nothing, you can look at the report, some 
issues have not been tackled. And it's simple things of reading the report to think, actually, that's a simple win, simple win. So actually, you know, to change a school from good to very good or OK, you know, no one wants an OK in education. They want at least a good standard. Mm. Um, and I've seen, you know, to do with um, parks. and They're just simple things because it's not just one issue. It's your whole ward and some it's the responsibility of the council. But they've almost given up talking. They don't see him, don't hear from him, emails. Uh, and I've had quite a lot of emails and quite a lot of calls and obviously talking to people about, you know, they only hear f- from someone when, you know, they can tell when an election's coming because mm-hmm. all of a sudden a leaflet comes through. Yeah. Um, you, you've got to be visible and it's, you know, you, you can't be every place, but you should be able to be going around and working on for a different approach. Mine is from a service background. Obviously, you treat every resident as a customer as it were, and report things as a structure, an outcome, has it been fixed, has it not been done, can it be done? So you run it as a very business-like, because it has to be professional and coordinated to look at, you know, is this issue happening just in this ward or is it every ward? Because, you know, it's the subtle changes that people want that actually it gets done or there's a response back to, you know, it's a respect they bother to call you, they bother to email you, at least have the dignity to respond even within 48, 72 hours, not never, <laughs> or weeks, you know, and, and, and that's not nice. And they and people then give up because they look at their representative and think, oh, they don't give up, and then everyone's tarnished with the same brush, and we've got across the borough some very good that do get involved. Um, and for me, that's the way you do it. You, I, I've seen issues, and I've got a whole list of areas I've noted down as I've walked around every street, driven around, cycled around, um, that I've already some reported and some I've, you know, I've been talking, I've got a resident I'm seeing later this afternoon regarding parking. It's not uh, my remit, but, you know, I've got the ward councillor for that area coming along with me. So we can have a discussion and what we can do, but we work together. So, you know, that's what you offer, I offer is I will look at whatever the route is to get the result. So, you know, I've made a top, you know, tippy toes onto people. Some it's going to be quite blunt chat. Um, but you to do something, you need to, you know, be honest and true, not, you know, just have it for the title and take, take the expenses and actually deliver nothing. You know, that's not what people pay for. They pay for you to be their representative because they thought you were... The decent person and just because it's a ward that was you know another particular party you don't own it we've seen obviously wards of you know mps across you know from the 29 election things have changed since the brexit vote and i think it's smashed open completely wide no one owns someone no one owns thinking that you know they've always voted this party you have to show that you are sensible true you know don't just take for granted that, you know, my grand voted this party, my brother voted this party, my dad voted this party. It's not, you have to vote what's right for you, not just because that's what you've always done, like an autopilot. You have to vote which is the best candidate. You know, I'm happy to talk to anyone, any place. It doesn't, you know, I'm not afraid to talk and to communicate. Yeah. It seems like you, you're not elected yet, but you are quite proactive already. You know, you're dealing yeah. with residence issues already, they're, they're contacting yeah. you. And... You know, you're you're actually communicating with them and representing them, which is more than what their current um, oh, county yeah. council is doing. Yeah. Um, but the one of the big issues that I mean we all see, the town centre. Mm-hmm. It used to be this vibrant place. Everyone went to shopping, especially over now lockdown and COVID. It started to die again. You know, businesses are closing. They're moving out. You, you only have to walk through the town centre now. There's for sale signs up, um, and the current county councillor, you know, has slagged off. 
you know, nail bars and hairdressers and barbers yeah. opening up in the town, yeah. which actually is quite good to see that there is a business there that, you know, there's demand obviously for them, otherwise they wouldn't open. But, you know, other local independent shops in the town are closing, you know, we, we will see it. If elected, what will you do to help local businesses in the town or across your ward? Okay, I'll tell you what, there's like three or four sections there. So the first one, obviously, I've been around, I've been into many of the businesses. Obviously, safely, I've I've leaflifted everyone. Mm. So every business across the ward, so there's the town centre, you know, Elwick Place, Bank Street, High Street, um, through the back to where the tank is, down to Elwick Place, which obviously is the new development. But you obviously, as a council, KCC, we don't own... Those buildings, some buildings are owned by ABC, but a lot are private landlords. The shopping centre um, is owned, I think, by Savills. You know, so there's separate entities. They've all got their own agenda, but they don't seem to want to loop up. So, I mean, I've spoken to many a business to think, that would you be interested in some sort of, um, I'll say partnership, but some kind of group to talk and discuss and think, look, actually, what do you need? Because, you know, if there's, if there's no central point of getting the conversation started or what issues you've got could be around policing it could be around parking it could be around the bus routes wrong you know there's many issues and I've spoken to a fair few um, you know and compared to other towns Ashford is still far better than I believe me I've seen around Kent I mean obviously not so much in the last year but you know I go around the country I travel London it's still far better than say Folkestone far better than Dover um, Ashford is you know it's got really good elements the new Elwood place is, you know, that's a great partnership with the council to take initiative to redevelop an area which is now moving up Bank Street. We've got new, you know, fish and chips and pizzeria. There's new businesses opening up. Um, Some have closed down, some have moved site, but you've got to look. I mean, for me, I think, you know, the town centre needs to be a smaller entity, but more controlled. Um, I think, look, you can't fill every shop, but actually, you know, let's say controversial, but you, you've got too many streets going off where actually a lot of people, uh, whether elderly or ones that don't have the, you know, the need to be able to walk, it's too far to go that far done to get either a taxi, which obviously expensive if they get the bus, or to park. You know, it's a mile away, it's a distance away to think, well, I'm not going to bother to go there, to carry shopping from one end of town to go to the buses down on Bank Street where they could be shopping at the old Marxes, so obviously that's closed and moved to the other site. So it, it's almost you need it to be more condensed that it's actually more filled. So actually you have a better area or create a kind of eating zone or this is more outdoor dining in the evening. So it's a destination. Um, I would like the market to come back in some form and it's been good to see from um, not last Saturday, this Saturday before we had a vegan market. So there was food, clothing, jewellery, um, different people from around Ashford Borough, some around Kent with their wanting to you know show their wares there's another one in you know three weeks time but I would still like there's an area there and it just opened up you know a lot of footfall a lot of you know safely people are out about eating um, there's an element there um, around parking because I still think people still think the parking charges obviously it's an income for councils for Asher Borough but it still feels too pricey or whether we could look at different parking or you have a remit of some sort of season ticket thing or buy a certain amount of shopping you can claim some back or to look, but just have a conversation around what would work you know the obviously the covid has moved things forward i think five ten years ahead so you know we can't have high streets from the old years because they didn't have out-of-town shopping centers they didn't have online shopping that has 
moved drastically through COVID because you couldn't go to shops. So the only options were online and they've boomed. And then a lot of people think, well, actually, I don't have to go and pay my parking. I don't have to drive into town. I don't have to get changed. So we lose those people that would go in and pick up an item here, have a coffee here. So it's a different type of customer going out, but we want the other people to come back in as well. So, you, you know, for me, it's got to be coordinated between, yes, we've got the outlet centre, which is doing, you know, obviously we'll do well again because of the nature of what the business is and some new elements there and outside dining and licence changes. But we've got to look at what kind of town we want. Do we bring some more residential in on certain parts? But for me, the count needs to be condensed. So actually, it's a thriving. So actually, when you walk along, all the ships, shops are taken. And the element, we obviously the opposition one, or, you know, the current leader, telling people what to what shops should be in there. You know, we're not communist. We're not Chinese or North Korean. They don't have a choice. It's up to a business person and the market. And if the market wants now, you know, these are people skilled with a career, you know, people, restaurants, you know, are popping up and have done well even through the COVID. These people are skilled. My friend's a beautician, you know, and then to be, you know, to be told that, you know, she's not wanted, she's not valuable, you know, that's her skill and she has multiple things mm. that she does. One that's a hairdresser, I know, and to be, you know, with the word slagged off. You know, these are people that have a career that make employ other people. Mm. There's jobs. Yeah, they're Oh, everyone. This is, you know, it's a career. The market decides. You can't just open a shop and think, right, you've got to shop there, even though the product's awful and it's not what you want. The market dictates. And people think, look, we want more. I mean, all these nail bars and head, they're all busy. They're all packed when you want to go in. And it's the market decides. Um, and shops, but you've got to create the environment around having a kind of package that think, look, we've got the footfall or we've got the design, actually this is a good destination to come to. So Ashford has got really good strengths. I just think some of the bits are, are fragmented and obviously they've got plans they want to do, but I think we've got to work, all of us, it's not just like, oh, I cover the town centre, it's important to, you know, rural south, to um, the borough and in, say, in Kings North, even though you may not use that town centre as much, it, you know, the hub of Ashford is the is the heart, and if it beats off, everything has a better service leading off and into it. Mm. Um, you know, for me, I'm you know I'm pro business because these people, you know, it's jobs, income, and the, the services you expect to pay for bus routes, transport, social care comes obviously some from council tax, but it's from income that comes from these businesses, and without that. Um, then you have to cut even more things back or, or it becomes a, you know, a harder option of choices have to be made and think, right, you know, it's a decision between making this policy or that policy. So, you know, to, to have a go at people and, you know, their careers, that's just ghastly. It's ghastly, you know, and it, if it means you're against that business, you're probably against all the others because yeah. you don't like it. It's not for you to decide yeah. that's the customer uh, and they're, you know, showing with the feet they want these businesses open and good luck to them. It seems that this bar count, this county council, sorry, isn't there to represent the views of residents. Isn't there to represent the views of businesses. He just seems to be there just for the title, and you, he's a dead weight. You know, you can't get hold of him. Um, well, I assume that'll change. Yeah. A few more days. <laughs> a few more days. I mean, you know, the positivity I've been out. I haven't, you know, I would say ninety nine point nine percent. Positive. I've spoken to people, you don't have to give an option, I've never kind of, you know, who are you going to vote for, but the, I've not had any nasty nothing, you know, the odd bit on social media, but they're from people that are 
Um, they're there just from other parties. They don't represent people at all. They're just, you know, sad, no hopers. They just want to stay at home and hide behind a screen, mm. not even showing the picture. You know, if you've got something to say, come people, and say it to my family. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's nasty. And, you know, obviously uh, celebrity ones you see of people, but it's it's people are people. And if you've got something to say, say it to my face. If Don't hide behind a screen or an identity that's not even you. Right. You know, so I, I don't, you know, discount those people mm. anyway. They're not really relevant. I look at the vast majority of good people, families that want someone representing. I've been out there and I run my own campaign. I don't care about what they've done. I focus on what we've got and the positive policies, realistic. Um, and it's resonating with people. I've been everywhere and people are happy to see me. There's no one as nothing. I've had nothing but, you know, a really good time being out. It's been enjoyable. And areas that, you know, no one run, owns an area. It's not always the red wall went 2019 and it's drastically changed. You know, um, you know, you don't you can't just expect someone just to vote for you because you've always done it. You've got to be, you know, almost like an appraisal thing. Well, you didn't perform out and we want someone better in that's yeah. actually more charged focused has a reputation of it you know I did ex you know extremely well in my career um, in retail and management and resolving problems fixing things and being successful and um, by talking to people and, and you only highlight and resolve an issue if you actually tackle and what you're going to do and it's simple things people are not expecting you to change the world but it's subtle things of right something's issue with the park pothole this is not being fixed or we're missing something here you know, broken light but if they think that no one actually cares, they don't report. And then they expect someone else to do it. Well, you know, miles and miles and miles of area and functions. But if they feel someone actually is on your side, it's simple things that can be done. It doesn't take much of a click, click, click in a picture. And I'm happy to, you know, I've taken pictures and bits while I've been out and about and reported to some to KCC, some to come to, and actually a particular borough council because it's his area. We've seen one today about parking. So you can work. And it doesn't take much to do, and I don't understand, you know, there's not thousands of people contacting you. It's You'll get the odd issue, and actually, if you think of it, it's one doing, have a look in the air and think, oh, actually, some, which I've had an issue in Singleton, and just talking to one person, actually, there's about, um, I think, about 50, 60 residents. But it's just they've all fed up of asking, and actually, you know, a few bits I've done already, and then um, I've got the police one coming, the PCSO coming down next week because um, they need to see the issue when it's at the school times yeah. but it's affecting you know these people are, are vulnerable and elderly um, you know they're not as quick on their feet um, but the area around there they're near a school and it's quite dangerous and even looking thinking of you know happened to be there on one occasion to do and think gosh you know the speeding around the court and how they didn't get injured or mm. um, but they've been complaining about the issue and nothing's happened but they will happen now yeah. So um, you said before the interview that you're part of the LGBT community. Yeah. Have you found any discrimination while out on the campaign? Or if not, have you got any advice for those who have found that they've been discriminated because of the way that they identify? Yeah, I mean, I've obviously I've had in the past, um, professionally, nothing... Um, I think as I'm quite a direct... Uh, and I'm not offended, you know, say offended, but I'm not scared and I'm not afraid to tackle if someone says I'm, you know, they'll get it front on for me. And it's something I've had to, um, in 2010, I had at the election count when I was standing, um, a comment from a BNP, obviously, when that party was around. And uh, and that was awful. It just took me off guard. And, you know, I've had comments in time. I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, 
some have had to report people to the police, some have been arrested. That guy was arrested and charged and had to go to court and obviously it's one word against another, but there was reasonable thing, but he was done. But you've got to believe, you've got to stand up. But, you know, in the Conservative Party, no one, you know, in all the years I've been, I've never, never encountered an issue amongst members. And, you know, we have a very diverse range. Obviously, always think that the other parties are much more open. Well, actually, they were the worst that I've, you know, when you meet at different events, it's not just, a, you know, conservative only, there's functions and places you go to, um, but it's almost like, dist- how dare I be conservative and how dare I be gay and how dare I do this, thinking actually we're far more open, far more um, friendly mm-hmm. and actually listening. Um, and, you know, for those people it's an awful thing, and, but some people obviously take it personally, it's still not nice to get a comment made, but I've kind of learned to deal with those issues but you've got to have a strength in yourself and if it means if you know talking to you know whether someone from one of those LGBT groups or for advice but you've got to somehow um, you know you can't stop someone making a comment but it's how you've got the only thing you can do is you've got to somehow change the reaction to take so actually it doesn't offend uh, but you know these people are sad pathetic individuals and they're scared the most part the ones that do anti-gay are actually gay themselves but they're just scared that someone else they've got to be even more pretend over the top against you to kind of counteract you know they've got issues uh, you know and you feel well i look at the greater majority so for them they've got you've got you know if you're going into public life in some form um you're going to get issues you can see nationally you know you see awful things said about Politicians of all parties, it's not just, you know, Tory, Labour, there's elements of just nasty people are nasty people, but you've got to be strong in yourself and try and think, look, it's, look at the greater picture, 99% of the people plus, don't say that. Um, you know, I've dealt things in the past, it was never nice, and I had to hide that I was upset and it offended because it's still the same as someone, obviously, some of the black community or... Uh, disabled or elderly people, you know, like I said to you before, you know, the phobia is not, you know, homophobia, and you've got, you know, racism, um, misogynistic against women. There's all these other campaigns have come out in the last few years, even more so with a kind of more vengeance that people really don't want things to stand up for. And you've got to, you know, somehow you've, you've got to work it out yourself, but, you know, don't lose focus of, because of one person. Look at Everyone, your friends, your family love you, people around you, you know, you've been selected um, because people believe that you are the right candidate, regardless of sexuality or the age or um, creed or religion. I just don't care about that. For me, it's the responsibility. Are you respectful? Are you a decent person with morals and integrity? And, and you want to do the right thing, not for financial gain you're doing it because you want to give back for your community and this for me is like an inherent I've always wanted to do that it's not out of any oh if I do this it's going to get me something in my career I do it because it's the right thing to do and I'm happy to take the charge like I've done in my local community and where I live as well where my parents there's things you can do no one cares no one cares I mean know that you know it happens across the nation that people do get discriminated against us all what do you say to those who discriminate against others on the why still out on the campaigns? Do you know residents who are discriminating? What do you say to those? Them? What's, what, your, what's the, your the perpetrators? Yes, I mean just you know stop. You know someone will pick on you, and there's issues. Thinking, look, you know what's your problem? You know you're, there's issues that you should be directing your attention to in a good way, and that's just nasty, 
vindictive, you're sad, um, you know, pathetic lives. Um, your voice really doesn't mean anything to do. We go by the vast majority and people see for what they are, you know, nasty, shallow. Um, they think that, you know, that they're so wonderful. Well, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. Will, you know, I've stood before, and whilst out on the campaign, you're lifting, you're looking at the numbers, especially at the count, and you've always got that feeling of fear or failure in the back of yeah. your head. How do you think that you can overcome that? How, how, what's your advice to those who maybe are feeling failure? And how do you overcome the feeling? For, for me, I, I mean, I, I've not had that feeling, obviously, when I knew that my first time I stood in 2010. I knew I wasn't going to win, but I still ran the best campaign that other people still learnt from me, the different way of how you coordinate things. It was a big award and there was more candidates and my name was at the bottom of the list, which wasn't helpful on a two-page document. So, But I still fought with every fibre of myself to be creative and how you got the message out, how you leafleted, how you coordinated. Um, and I did everything. And, and even in this campaign now as well, I've done things differently to other candidates, which has been picked up and elements have changed across because actually for presentational skills, I have a different mindset and I know what I want to project that is, is me. This is, you know, I've written the documentation. There's probably a small bit of some wording change. I think, look, fit that element in. But I would say over 90% is what I've written is me because it's my personality you can see in the writing. And, you know, I fight to win. I'm out there, I've been, you know, for the campaign trail. I work, I still have a job. I still have family commitments and I, you know, help my parents and people that are shielding and having a tougher time. But I've still campaigned. I've still been out helping other of the other candidates, you know, the other um, six KCC candidates. And obviously we've got Trevor in Beaverwood on the by-election. Um, you know, there's a lot on my plate, but I'm happy to take the plate on. Um, so I don't feel it's failure. And I, you know, as long as I know I've been out, you know, I've supported, I've been out, you know, obviously people have helped yourselves. I've heard, you know, different people, an hour here, half hour here, two hours. I can do a street. Um, obviously Facebook and things, but I've done everything to be out there, visible, meeting people, and I'm happy to talk to anyone, anytime. Um, so I don't think it's a failure. And then at the count, yeah, it's kind of exciting. You do get butterflies in your stomach because you don't control. You're just waiting to see. You want the result, uh, and you just have to kind of look at where the count papers are going. To You kind of get a rough gauge, but obviously it's going to be close. You know, I never take for granted, but I very good hopes you know my campaign has been you know real honest um and local you know there's issues nationally that some people want to pick up on that will always happen you know i'm not the government but i can do things locally that are important to residents around education social care and obviously for a lot at the moment with covid there's a lot more people that are homebound and need care and shielders and this need specialist needs and the budgets had to go up to support and more nurses and community people so it's changed um but yeah i'm really excited i said until you know and if i win absolutely wonderful and you know straight on into right what we need to do to get done for the next mm. four years and be visible and be out there not just like you know uh, in my literature you know not just election time i'm out i have a plan of what i want to do and a, a different way of doing local politics mm. of the people I represent. Uh, the other parties is, there's, you know, there's been even, you know, you do read the odd literature and just think there is just so negative, nasty, and comments made to me I've seen as well, but I don't care. Obviously, it's getting under their skin that they're running <laughs> scared. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
I don't see any good policies on there. They're all trying to go on national issues, which has nothing to do with me. It's nothing of what the residents want. They want to know, you know, what's happening to my child at school. We're looking at, yeah, what's happening to my gran? Is she going to get that care here? The bus routes, roads and potholes. So everyone has their own issue. um, And that's what I've discussed and tackled. The other people, they've got literally, you know, it's disgraceful, boring literature um, with no personality at all. So you can say some generically national thing that they're just reaming off between each ward in another part of the country. They've just stuck a different picture of a candidate on, but it's the same literature here nationally. Well, you know, you're in Ashford South. You're not in Doncaster. The issue's here, but they're just doing some generic, boring, negative campaign. I don't offer that. Yeah. Um, you know, realistic, you know. But it seems, from talking to you today, you've been quite an active member of the Conservative Party in London and within Ashford. Yeah. What got you involved in joining the party? Was it, you, you know, you brought up Margaret Thatcher. Mm. Was it a Thatcher policy or, you know, because you had a school school teacher who was very socialist. He was one, he was a good teacher <laughs> because he, he just, um, he, he didn't put it down your throat and say, oh, you know, you, everyone's going to vote socialist. He was that, but he was, a, you know, like you remember certain teachers in your lifetime. He was a, he, he, you know, he had his opinion. He wanted you to have an opinion. He said, you're not going to agree with me on things, you're not going, but it, my mind, you know, I'm doing the paper round in Beaver Ward and reading the papers, and then I'd be reading the news and business and finance and thinking, look, you know, I was quite switched on uh, as a kid asking my dad, so was even from an age of politics. And yeah, the, you know, the light bulb moment was, you know, Mrs. Thatcher. Uh, yeah, no, there's many policies I agree with, some bits you don't, but you can't have every single policy that you're going to agree with. So as elements thinking, I disagreed with, and I've written off to think, I don't agree with that. Same whatever Prime Minister, whoever party is, you know, somebody you think, yeah, okay, of an opposition party, you think actually that's a good policy. You know, you have to learn, not everything is coming from one, you grow. Um, and, you know, that was, I was interested in, because I thought like, someone's making a decision about me, uh, I need to know, is it good for me? Is it good for my family? And if it's not, what can I do to campaign or what can I do to say look I don't agree with this is the reason why not just like I hate that policy which a lot of the other parties they just moan about things and well what's your policy you don't actually have any offering you know um, certain ones wanted to abolish capitalism from one of those parties think well that is the you know the proper democracies in the world and economies are run on that system it's not perfect but it's the better system than being in some communist state or people literally no options no life no choice um and, it, you know, through life, and I think everything still runs around business and um, there's the income, it's jobs, it's uh, people, you know, have a go at big conglomerates, but, you know, they can choose to go where they are, but they, you know, they brought a skill and a service and, you know, for ones that moaned about things, well, look at your phone. Your phone is the technological of one of these big companies. I'm not going to mention brands mm-hmm. and shopping channels. We've got to look at, and obviously for some of the business locally, have adapted things to compete and to be uh, niche or to be kind of more interesting. So my policy, it's, you know, it's remained, obviously, my business career. I still dabbled, um, but I had to, obviously, my focus was my career and travelling and doing things. Uh, still did the odd bit. I still did, obviously, mayor, cam- you know, mayor campaigns, European elections, national. I still got involved in that, but I didn't stand myself because I just didn't have the time. Um, and then obviously later in time and I felt actually more grounded that actually I think I could, it's the right time for me to get involved uh, in my 30s again properly 
and then I stood when I was 40 and didn't win, but I, I, the thirst was there and I've helped in different campaigns. You win, occasionally you lose. To help in, in you know, the team, someone has to win, someone has to lose. But I still you know, want to be involved and obviously I've been in Asheville for many years and to get involved and to, you know, to help, obviously, with, you know, Damien Green, we've obviously been a few elections since the, um, <laughs> the Brexit one and things have changed. We've had, obviously, local county elections uh, and, you know, and that, obviously this time I'm standing because I feel that, you know, my experience and understanding of people because it's um, like an empathy, but, it's, you know, people can relate and think, look, you do listen, you do understand, I do have an opinion. Um, and what I think is the right thing, but I think that's in anyone. But it, you've still got to work with the team of people around you um, at the cabinet and you know the county council, and with other partners to to achieve because mm-hmm. money is you know sparse and it's tighter. Things have been an awful time for the COVID thing, and it's you know obviously it's great the vaccination program which is leading. You know we're well ahead of Europe, um, but we need them to be up there good as well because. We've got to sell, we want to go on holiday, business to travel across, everyone's losing. Um, and I just want to, you know, obviously to mitigate, you know, we want these businesses to do well. So furlough ends in September, that these businesses can come back. Otherwise we will lose more in the town centre. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I can't stop that, but we can try and obviously as, as much as we can control or to make it a good place to go to helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for politics, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's right, but a, a belief of, you know, sound policies and financial sound and, you know, the issues that we've had in the few years is when the other side has run up the bill and, and, you know, left a note in the box that time, you know, there's no money left. Mm-hmm. That's all they seem to do. And it's like, the Tories always come in, fix it, sold it and think, you know, and obviously people think you're going to come into power and you can click a switch and it's going to be sorted within three months. You know, it can take years because it's like running up a massive credit card bill, which you can't afford, and you have to do some payment plan over and still trying to run basic services and like, and it's tough and it's an awful thing that some people have had experiences uh, that obviously, you know, whether you, if you're disabled or you're elderly or you've got one with children and, you know, depending on the circumstance, some people's financial circumstances is not marvellous and they're really running on a very minimal amount of money so any change negatively is going to impact them you know and what can we do but you know you need the businesses to you know to want to come in people want to shop and pay the money and do all that you need to make it so if more jobs come in there's more chances for people to get a more secure job or skills if it's training at technical college or you know you've got to try and do things things don't Come on, you know, I had a very good career, and in the end, when I was not well for a while, I was ill, I had to have an op and time out, and then the career path, everything changed. And when I came back, and normally I could, you know, apply for a job and you'd be down to the final two or three. Um, and then the last time I remember, it was 247 applications I applied for jobs, and then the 248, I got a job of a, a different one. I didn't stay there too long, and then where the company I am now, I'm with. But that took, you know, and that's gut-wrenching that you apply and apply and apply and apply and nothing. You're not the right candidate, yet you've got, from, say, two years ago, I've got more skills. But every one of the other levels where people have been chopped come down, you were all competing with people above you, coming for a lower salary, and it's tough. And I've had, you know, change my career, what I'm going to do. I don't want to, you know, just think, right, okay, it's... um, 
tough person will tell me, you think, okay, I've got to make changes and you've got to believe. Like I said, that determination thing, look, come on, mate, you just literally drive through and think, okay, it's bad news, it's bad news, man, but I'm going to keep going until I get the right, you have to throw everything at it. Thank you. Um, I'm going to finish it off with just two more questions. Okay. Um, quite a hard one. Okay. What do you think the meaning of life is? Meaning of life? I think, well, it's, it's personal. I mean, everyone has their own view. For me, meaning of life is obviously life is um, family, is friends, is being a good neighbour, being a decent human being, helping those that don't have sometimes the choices but actually with a bit of encouragement or a bit of think direction to think look you can do it but you've got obviously you've, they've got to give in as you know to give to want to do something to me that's you know we're on this no one you know we want a good life we want you know to be comfortable we're not expected to be millionaires and be on a re- reality show people are really happy with simple things of they want a home that's secure um, you know good friends good family Simple things. It's not about the money. Money doesn't buy you happiness. Obviously, you want to be comfortable. Um, it's just a good community of people. I think it's obviously in through that pandemic, people have frittered away some of the stuff. Think actually, I don't really need that. I just need to go back to a really good core basic. But it's awful. It's taken a, mm. an event like that to happen. So for me, you know, is to be with good people around you that tell the truth honest and you know keep you grounded I think that's as well and to be thankful for what we have we are very very fortunate even with all these awful times and you see on the news saying you know there's horrendous things going on and yet people moan about this that or how awful this is well actually go and look across into Europe go and look in Africa go and look into it's some horrendous where they've got no choices no life and is that the meaning of life there? It's awful to see, it's, it's gut-wrenching to do. So you have to do what you can do, volunteer, support. Um, but you've got to be, as a person, to want to give back. It's not about take-take. Well, thank you for joining me, Doug. It sounds like you're a very proactive, hard-working, and you're going to get on, if elected on Thursday, which hopefully you are, residents will see that. I hope so. It, it sounds like you're going to actually represent them more than what their current county council is doing. It sounds like you already are doing that now, so let's hope that residents will see that when they go to the ballots on Thursday. I'm going to finish it off there, but I'm going to let you um, just let the voters know what date the election is, sure. and just a uh, brief why they should vote for you. Okay, so um, the election is, um, right, so Thursday the 6th of May, uh, Kent County Council elections for Ashford South, so my ward covers Singleton East, Stanhope, the whole of Beaver Ward, Furley, I've got the town centre, Victoria, Roman, so there's literally a massive area, so I said it covers quite a, quite a range. You know, I'm a decent, grounded person, I have my own good good values you know and a good background and and a responsibility and I want to do the best for you in a better way than has been done in the past and for you know some other wards as well I, I think I offer a better voice uh, strong dependable approachable that gets things done and I just hope that you know this Thursday you do take the time to put a tick in the box thank you thanks for coming right. on thanks wonderful yeah <laughs>